Anything and everything, A-A-E. I thought it was A-A-E. A-A-G is a a whole different thing. You're right. Okay, here's a question. I have a legit question. It's been on my mind. This is the kind of stuff that I wonder at 2 a.m. Here we go. Do you think that Howie Mandel has like a history, like that he's the healthiest person in the world because of the whole unwillingness to shake hands with people thing. You know, he does this fist bump thing. I know he does. He has a germ phobia. He has a germ phobia, so he won't shake hands with people. It's been like this forever, so he just fist bumps you. And then I I was wondering, do we not know? Like, I feel like Howie should be sharing the facts. Like, has this worked? He should be like, I haven't been sick in 32 years. I have the answer. Well, first of all, I just want to acknowledge and honor the fact that you're bringing the hard-hitting stuff to the Rise Together podcast. These so are the thank things you. that keep me up at night. No, I appreciate this. Here's here's my hypothesis. Okay. I don't know the answer. You said the answer like you had it, which is such I, a man thing to do. It is. It is very <clears throat> on brand for me to have declared that I know all about Howie Mandel's health when I don't. But here's my hypothesis. Okay. When you introduce germs to your system, you build up antibodies toward germs. And so uh, like I am not one of those parents that like won't just pick a piece of food up off the ground and put it right in my kid's plate. Like if it's on the ground for two seconds, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. I think God made dirt, God made you stick it in your mouth and chew, chew, chew. Oh, chew, 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 I will. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. But um, I I think that the absence of germs makes him more susceptible to sickness. So you think he's acri- actually like the weakest of us all. Have you ever seen him work two days in a row? You're right. You're right. He's the sickest of us all. He's perpetuating the cycle. So he thinks I've got to keep doing these fist bumps because I'm sickly. But really... If only he'd shake hands. Then he would build up the immunity. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. Where could this episode go? It Anywhere. feels like we just are now descending from the peak Anything of Anything and everything. Okay, here's another thing. Here we I go. I can't remember what it was, but there... Oh, I remember what it was. Oh, excellent. Listeners, you tell me, is there anything, and I mean literally anything more satisfying on this earth than your partner trying to explain something to you that you know is incorrect... But they are positive they are right. And then watching as they attempt to do the thing that they just told you was possible and just watching it explode in their face. Fake news. What? I just, I, I'm, whatever the story is, I'm just declaring it's not. It's not it's you not are going to remember it. We were in my car. My car has Apple Play. You know, you plug it into the little cord <laughs> and it plays your phone, okay? It's not apparently high-tech enough to have Wi-Fi play, but it's got Apple Play, all right? So you plug it in. And Dave's in my car and I say to him, no, 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 don't plug my phone in. Don't plug my phone I in. I want to listen to the radio. I was given instruction. 
I want to listen to the radio, and for some reason, if you plug in the Apple Play, it messes up. The car freaks out, and it, like, can't play the radio. I just wanted to charge my phone. And he said, no, he mansplained my car to me. It is my prerogative. And he was so, and I was like, I I will tell you, as soon as you started telling me what was what, I was like, I'm about to watch this full get taken down by USB cord. USB cords and I have never been friendly. So then he does exactly what I, he does it, exactly what I told him what happened would happen. And then he starts like banging on the car like a monkey with a computer, like, you know, a monkey trying to use like a Dell for the first time, right? That's Dave trying to prove that this is some fluke thing. And it was the most satisfying because I was like, I'm just gonna, li- I'm gonna sit here and listen to the wind blow. I feel sad for you. I feel happy. For you know why joy, I feel sad for you? Joy, joy, down in my heart. It's a shallow pool. <laughs> the th- the reason why I feel sad for you is because if that is the most satisfying thing in your life, we have to work on a whole bunch of stuff. There's just so many things that like you think you know best. That is true. And you present them as if. You have factual knowledge of what you are saying. It is my greatest strength Do, and my greatest weakness. Does this is this like you have a penis and so this was like if you then you that com, you came out into the world this way like oh I'm a I'm a dude. Why do we have to bring my penis into this? I'm just saying it's not something a lot of women I know have. It is a particular typically male quality. That's very sexist of you to say. It is, one. but it's called mansplaining. Your, your no one Thank calls you. it womansplaining. They call it mansplaining. Yeah, no, there's like a deficit in something DNA-wise, in genes, in the passing down from one man to the next oh over God. time, this idea of rightness. Uh, so, you know what? I'm just a product of my upbringing wow. and of society at large, and uh, I'm trying to work on it every day. Yeah. Thanks for pointing it the out. The car though. taught you, though. The car taught you. The car taught me. The thing is, I actually was so confident in my so ability happy. to overpower the wiring, the miswiring of your vehicle, that I thought maybe my confidence would be the thing that would make it work. And I was looking for what for me would have been the most satisfying thing on earth, which was uh, proving you incorrect when you thought you were right. And here I was just uh, falling into your trap. Yeah. Welcome to my web, said the spider to the fly. I mean, (laughs) I I don't actually feel happy about it. Uh, I wish there was a rhyme in there, but there, uh, alas, is not. Speaking of rhymes. Oh. No, I don't have a rhyme. No. Um, I am on deadline for my next book. And you we can talk about this openly now because you have written a book. I have. It comes out March 10th. It does come out March 10th. I very rarely talk about yeah, it. Yeah, nobody, nobody are, knows. These people are being bludgeoned by my mentioning the book coming out on March 10th. Uh, but what I find so fascinating, y'all, is the ish that bubbles up from the depths of your being when you're writing. Yeah. I and because I tend to I don't write with an outline. I write what I feel. So like who even knows what this thing is going to end up to be. I have a, some rough ideas of some things I want to cover, but today I started I a story popped into my head and I just started writing. That's what I do. I just like write and let's see where this takes me and I remembered a moment from when I was 7 years old. And it's the first memory I have of being picked on 
and being and, and encountering mean girls mm. and which then later led to bullying as I got older and I remembered with visceral detail what she was wearing how I felt that what was happening on the playground what her, is her name her name is don't Kristen. You, no, don't, her name's oh, Kristen. Okay. I'm not saying a last name. Her name's Kristen. I needed you to and write it down on a piece of paper so that I could go find her. I and talk referenced with her. both who she had as a first grade teacher and a second grade teacher. And I said in my writing, yes, I am referencing your first grade teacher too, because I am being petty AF. <laughs> that if you are the Kristen reading this and if you are like, was that me? Yes, it was you. Wow. Yes, it was you. And I'm gonna get you a therapy. Literally, no, no, but here's the thing. 30 years later, I'm still hurt yeah. by the things that happen and still like it ended up being a really good narrative for this idea of women judging other women. And I have this belief that if you are judgmental of other women, the person you're most hateful to is yourself. Oh, I, so is this conversation yeah. about like self-image yeah. and how we judge others because the book's about health, y'all. Um but isn't it crazy? It, here's the thing. The stuff I, that comes up? It, it is crazy. I can remember as I was writing my book, I was trying to think of like things that were also triggering to me as a kid as I was like exploring like when I became less confident. Like I feel very confident in who I am and proud of who I am now. But I like as a middle schooler, definitely like I lacked confidence. I was a tall, skinny kid. And one of the things that I thought of in real time was, as I was doing the writing, was this confrontation I had. Confrontation sounds more aggressive than it was. I was walking across campus in middle school. A girl in seventh grade walked up to me as I had a zit on my nose, pointed it out, and laughed about it. And it, like, made me self-conscious of my skin for the next, let's see, what was I, like 12? I'm now 44. Okay, like 32 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable that like one person humiliating you, making you feel different, less, whatever. I can remember exactly what she was wearing. Mm -hmm. I remember the look on her face, yeah. the way that she teased, how her hair was pulled back. Like, well, so don't everything. you think? So then, what I think, because we're parents, and so I'm always like, oh my gosh, what would have helped me? Because as I'm writing this stuff out, I wrote today, I didn't tell anyone that these things were happening to me or that these girls were being this mean or like I remember like them holding me down and sticking a dead roach in my clothes. And what? Like, they were, no, they were like mean. And we were seven. We were seven. Now I got to find this person. No, so, so, but I didn't tell anybody that it was happening because I would rather feel like I belonged and get bullied than feel invisible. Mm. Which I, th I mean, there's yeah, so many layers, layers to this, on right? Layers, yeah. And so, what I was thinking is like, okay, how do you how do you prevent that in our own children? Obviously, you can't prevent the way other kids treat them, but this I this is why I am constantly in conversation with our kids. Yeah. And I'm constantly digging, and I'm like listening. Like, uh, someone told me that once. They were like, if you just if you sit with them. And you ask questions and you kind of sit there long enough and just listen and listen and listen and like barely scratch at things. They'll start to tell you more and more. And I think our kids, like our older boys, they tell me more things than they tell you. They do. Um, but I have heard, you know, the stories. And I say to our kids what I wish an adult would have said to me. Like I literally will say, 
that kid's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I have said that to my middle schooler. Yeah. And then I explain, okay, then I explain and I'm like. Hurt people, hurt people kind of stuff. Hurt people, hurt people. We don't know what's going on in his home. We don't know what's happening. But that doesn't give someone the right to treat you that way. Yeah. I just want to like call it out as wrong. And here's how I want you to deal with it. And I want you to tell your teachers and I want, and that's what I wish someone would have done. I wish someone, I wish you could have gone home and had the conversation with your mom or your dad. And they would have said to you like, Oh my gosh, like I had pimples or I, they, I wish they could have normalized what that experience was for you. So I went home and put so much Noxzema on my face. Oh, Noxzema. It burned. Like I lost layers of skin that day. I put it all on figuring, you know what? I can probably medicate my skin to a place where she won't make fun of me, which is so crazy. I love the way, by the way, like that the boys have a willingness to come and talk to you is awesome. Like my conversations with them, I've noticed lately. How was your day? Good like I'm I like monosyllabic one word yeah. short answers like I, it takes so much more work to get answers than it well, had in the past. Well, you have to get them talking about a subject they like to talk about and you get them talking. Yeah. So like the amount of times that I get good and then I'll be like, "Oh, is that a new skin on Fortnite?" and then they like, "Oh my god, and it's a tomato and a llama and la 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 la," right? And then they're like going and then I'm like, Oh, who's playing with you? And oh, Andy's playing with me. And oh, you guys having fun? And like, so I'll that'll I get them top talking about the thing they care about, and then I just like keep digging to like the friends and what are y'all oh, talking about? And I am sneaky. You are. You're like a little I, ninja. That's always how I find out what's going on, or I find out that someone hurt their feelings, or I find out that they hurt someone's. I mean, I've hurt many times with one of our kids. That'll be like, oh, I, you know, I think I hurt my friend's feelings today. And I'm like, oh, what happened? And here's how we apologize and yeah. kind of tell, like, helping them process that. Drop off is interestingly like an 18 minute therapy session. Yeah. Like, there is a, a very bizarre openness conversationally Meaning when school drop off. School drop yeah. off. When they are in a contained space where they can't move and I lob anything mm-hmm. topic wise, they're pretty open. What's interesting actually in real time is. I took a picture of Noah yesterday standing outside. I mean, she looks like she's 14 years old all of a sudden. It's like freaking me out. But I've noticed I took the boys to the orthodontist yesterday, and I was like really spending a lot of time with one while the other was in. And Ford, he's seven now, but he's like – like you ever watch your kids in real time transition out of – when they were a little boy to now being like a young man, like Ford is very much in this transitional phase where he's still his creative, awesome individual self, but he's becoming a boy. I mean, yeah. he's becoming like a grown boy. He's, and it's, a, he's, it's, he's got your little stick boy. Yeah. Feature. Like he's so skinny. He's, he's skinny, like the skinniest he's skinny little. dude. I hug him. And I'm just like, what are you? No, so but skinny. I, but, but what it's like provo- provoking in real time, you had this exercise at the new year with your friends doing your dream casting. Like, where will I be in five years? You're going to be the parent of a, 12-year-old Ford. You know, 18-year-old Jackson, Jackson yeah. which is like, what universe are we even living inside when of? When you think, oh my gosh, I have five years left until Jackson is a legal adult. Jeez. That makes my heart stop. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, will he still want to be best friends with me then? Yes, Probably. he will. Okay. He will. I have a... 
an announcement. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your hats. But I want you listeners to promise that you will not ruin this for me. That you will not tell your kid who goes to school with my kid that this is real. Oh. Listeners, do I have your agreement? If you if your kid goes to school with my kid in any way or any like, – you will not let this get back to my kid because this is adorable. And if you ruin this for me, I will find you. Okay. I like this. There's also like a bounty hunter uh, Yeah, it's like Liam it. Neeson Ooh. in Taken. Yes, he's got I a special set of skills. You. Yes. Yes. Jackson has a frame. He had a frame on the side of – on his little nightstand, right? When we did his his room, when we moved to the house, he had a frame. And it has had the the, the thing it came with. Like the five frame. by seven. Yes. I had a bunch of prints printed. I had like a 50 prints printed because, you guys, this is not an ad. This is not an ad. Not an ad. There is an app called Free Prints. P-R-I-N-T-S. Oh, I thought it was free prints. Like no, 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 no. No, the prince is fine. Wolverine. No, he did get freed. He left. He's leaving the UK. Gone. They're going to, you know. Anyway, free prints. They give you like a thousand free prints, four by six prints every single month. Whatever. Check it out. It's a thing. Not an ad. I just found it. The quality is not great, but they're free. So who's going to complain? Anyway, I have all the stuff printed. And I tell the boys, they both have a frame in their room. Go through and choose any picture here. You can put it on the side of your bed. Do you know that that Here we go. cherub, that baby that I grew in my body and pushed out into the world through 52 hours of labor, do you know that that little king chose a picture of him and his mama? And that <laughs> is the framed <laughs> photo Next to his bed, I printed it so I could bring it to my office. Bless what thirteen-year-old boy? Bless of him. all the photos. Honestly, picks me and him. That is, uh, that's amazing. I swear, I have to, to spend you, more time with him. Clearly. If you are listening to this and you tell your kid and your kid teases my kid, I don't, because you know, guys, it will embarrass him. If another kid in middle school is like, "Oh, you had a picture of your mom." First of all, you're going to embarrass him. He's going to change the photo. And two, then I got to go beat up your kid for picking on my kid. Don't beat up kids. And then I got to beat up you because you ruined my mom moment. Yeah, you can beat up moms. You can't beat up kids. I don't want to beat up anyone. Just don't beat nobody up, Don't tell. beat anybody up. But you guys. That is, the, that is the most precious thing. He picked me. That is the most precious thing. He loves me best. I put a picture of myself next to my bed. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> I, I think I got Jackson... I don't know about the other two boys. That's probably a toss-up. You definitely have Noah. Noah is the biggest daddy's girl I've ever met in my life. This is fair. She is obsessed with you. Can I have a banana? And Rachel's like, yeah, I'll yeah, get you a banana. No. no. Daddy. Daddy's getting me a banana. Daddy gets me the banana. Like, what? I'm the like, produce guy now? You. The thing is, I don't even begrudge it because it saves me a lot of effort. Well, she will basically not allow me to do Anything. I got to put her to bed. Put her to bed, wake her up, get her her banana. I mean. Anything. All the things. I did um, I did put her to bed the other night, which was very upsetting for her because you weren't, I don't remember, you were signing all yeah. these books, right? And um, 
She's very upset that it was not you doing the routine. I don't blame her. But I did make a, a full song and dance routine, and I read three books <laughs> wow. because I was trying to buy her love. I don't know how to read, so that's good. I want her to buy. I want her to to love me too. She loves you. She loves you. Um, I am bringing all the topics today. Well, the and thing you're is, the you one start... who drank a brain juice. I did have a brain juice, not an ad, but I I I I want to try and keep up with the level of starting with Howie Mandel. It's so hard. I, th- it's not – where do you go from there? That's the problem. It you, was the thing that nobody expected me to wonder, but these are the things that I wonder. Whoa. I'm like, are Howie, are you okay? Are you healthier than all of us? That's did, what I want to know. Did you go to Nashville yesterday? I did. How was Nashville? Big things happening. I know. Big things happening. Very mogul-like things Rachel happening Rachel Hollis in my life. had the day of days. I had the day of my dreams. I had the day of my dreams. So many big meetings. Yeah. I'm investing in a company for the first time. Investing in a I know. company, Feels honey. Feels pretty baller. Ah. Um, had some big meetings uh, around the country music industry. Like, it was it was awesome. A, it felt cool. It's you know what it is. It's really those of you who are in business, you maybe get this. You work so stinking hard for so many years to get to a certain place. Where ten years ago, I nobody would have even returned an email. It's real. And to get to a place where you can pick, you can have an idea, you can pick up a phone and people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's talk about it. And then be in the meeting and then people go, oh my gosh, yeah, here's who you need to call and let's set this up. And, you know, do you want to have a slumber party with Trisha Yearwood? And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) As a matter of fact, yes, Uh, I do. Hashtag yes. Uh, What are we going to do for date night tonight? Wait, I I just thought of something else. Oh, what happened? You guys. Oh, no. You guys. What happened? I saw yesterday on Instagram. Okay, let's back up. First of all, <laughs> Beyonce is doing a collaboration with Adidas. Do you know this? Only because I'm married to you and you've talked yes. about it nonstop. Okay, leave me alone. Beyonce, it's it's Adidas times Ivy Park or probably Ivy Park. She probably gets top billing which is her like athletic athleisure line, is doing a line with Adidas. It's very – all of us are excited. Uh, And when I say all of us, I mean the beehive. We're ready for it. (laughs) I get a note from my best friend last week who says – it's like the hello, the stuff's coming. And in a genius marketing move that I will steal at some point, the only way that you can buy the Beyonce Adidas line is through the Adidas app. Oh, Which is, is that is smart, smart, genius. Because none of us hesitated. We were like, "What are the odds that you ever would have put the Adidas app on your phone?" Zero point zero. 0. 0. Yep. But for B, I'll do anything. So I get it. And yes, we are waiting. Um, we're we're counting down the moments. It's coming end of this week. Now, now my friends are in charge of telling me when. I think the nineteenth is when it launches. But Beyonce, if you are in this world, then you know they kept showing these giant lockers, like the size of you, that were bright orange. And don't even say it. Don't oh, ruin I, it. I you know I, where I I'm I know going. Where, I think I know it's where you're a going. giant orange locker. And inside of it is all of be- – it's like the whole line. And the line is gorgeous. And it's like eggplant and tangerine. And oh, I'm so excited. And mother heck – freaking Reese Witherspoon yep. had a giant orange locker delivered to her house. They've got like this running thing going now. And 
I she acted all like, I right, what could this be? Blah blah blah. And then that, and I love Reese Witherspoon, but like that drove me crazy because I was like, bow down. <laughs> do you know what that is worth to us? Like who deeply love? Like do you know, you got the whole locker? She didn't even just send you some shoes. She sent you the locker, it's right? So, it's bananas. And. I, I commented, I said, I've never been so jealous of someone in my entire life. I'm like, I can't even get on the influencer program for Beyonce for like a sock. She sent you the entire line in a giant orange. I wish I could care this much about anything. And do you think Reese even wants to wear one thing or do you think she like gave it to her assistant? Her assistant who, by the way, is selling it on eBay right now. Oh, please. Also... I'm holding two rocks in my hands. You are holding. What are these rocks? Okay, I feel like I should say it because I don't know if the cameras are recording and people are going to think I'm doing something weird. So um, one of the sweet gals who works on our team will babysit Noah for us sometimes. And um, she Noah had these two little rocks that she was playing with and carrying around. And she gave them – she, like, put them in the babysitter's pocket or, like, put them in her purse or something. The babysitter found them in her purse. Oh. And so she brought them to me at work and said, hey, Noah left these. And they've been sitting on my desk. And since they were sitting on my desk, I just started to, like, hold them and, like, play with them. They're and shiny rocks. They are. And it's, like, um, almost like a stress ball or a – well, I don't know. Rocks rocks and balls that are for stress are totally different things. Yeah, no, these are just rocks. But I just, if anyone's, like, thinking that I'm weird, it's just, it's a, here, like, here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. They're they're very rock-like in substance. <laughs> one's green. One's, like, a, a dusky yellow. You're like a weird old crystal woman now. I They're not crystals. They're just stones. But uh, I feel like I should mention it in case this is in video. Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. I am carrying. You got the this whole team on, on your my back. back. I am wearing full Beyonce. Adi- here, here. Can we just go back to Beyonce and Adidas uh, real quick? You know that we're not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to be able to get one thing. That's what I'm stressed about. Oh, uh, let it go. No, I'm not going to be able to get one item of clothing because mm. I'm. I don't want to stay up until midnight. <laughs> And there are going to be people who stay up until midnight to get the stuff. I'm going to wake up even at my normal 4 a.m. It's going to be gone. I I wish I – I mean, I'm trying to muster – What would you care about? What do you care about as much as I care about Beyonce? What is like – here, let me give you an example and then you find your version. Okay. Beyonce says, I'm doing one night only. One night only in 2020. I'm dropping everything. I'm dropping it. I'm getting myself there. I'm buying a ticket. There, one of you know this. One of the greatest regrets of my entire life is that I did not go see her at Coachella, and I don't really carry regrets, but that is a regret. So Beyonce, she says one night only. It's in some outlandish place. I will get myself to. What's the thing? Do you have anything in your life that you care about that much that you, if you heard about it, you would be like, yes. Gosh, it's I mean, it's such a good question and such a terrible thing that there isn't a thing that just leaps to my mind. I mean, I love sports, so my first instinct is like game opening seven. day of a baseball oh, season. Oh, opening day. I was or gonna say game, game seven. seven. Like I you know, like getting to go to like a game seven, going to You went to the Masters. All star game. I went to the I got to go to the Masters one time working with Disney. That was amazing. Um but, but like, something you drop everything but so, for. Like, yeah. Like, if someone was like, hey, I got Super Bowl tickets I, or, you know, hey, there's this yeah, opportunity. Yeah, you, you'd drop it of for co- Super Bowl. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, that'd be crazy. 
Who, if you could meet any celebrity in the whole wide world and you get to have a two-hour multi-course amazing dinner, just you and this person, who do you choose? Oh, my goodness. Anyone. I think I have who you would say. I'm curious. Think about it, and when you know, let's say it at the same time, who I think you would choose. Who would I choose to have a two-hour multi-course Like delicious, dinner? slow, you know, like the dream dinner. It's already a dream dinner, but you get to add it just two hours of conversation with this person, nobody else, nobody interrupting you. The rest of your life, you get this memory, this one person living. One this is terrible. We have to edit this because no, I No, we like, don't. This is true. You need some freaking passions in your uh, life. Remember, this was my big idea, you guys. I think Dave needs to do a show called Dave Finds a Hobby or Dave Finds Passion. And it's just you trying to figure out things you're passionate about. I'm passionate about so many things. I need passion in my life. You can't so think of one person. Badly. No, the thing is, I don't want to say somebody and then remember, oh, man, that person didn't even deserve to be in the top 10. Like, if you have an idea, don't say the name because I want to do it at the same time. Here's the, I, th- I, I have who I think Here's the tough choose. thing is that, like, really, when I think about, like, what would be the most interesting two hours, I tend to go into, like, news and politics. Yeah, no, that's my person is that. So right. let's say it. One, two, three. Barack Rachel Obama. Mayo. Oh. Oh, you would have the choice of anyone. You choose Rachel Maddow over Barack. I because you like a, you feel like she has like all the insider information. She's just a good storyteller, and like you know who'd be interesting? Hmm. John Stewart. John Stewart would be. John Stewart's good. You know what I just started watching, guys? Was um the shop. LeBron James, oh my gosh. Weirdly, I don't like sports, but I love sports documentaries. What's the Bryant Gumbel, Real Sports? It's a great one. I freaking love Real Sports. The shop is interesting because they're not actually talking about sports necessarily. They're just talking about everything. I love that. You get some insight into you get some insight into their like the way that they think. And and actually what's interesting too is they have collected people who are the highest level performers yeah. in their individual disciplines. And so, th- like, getting to hear LeBron, I mean, LeBron, oh, you can have he, arguments as, like, is he the greatest, second, to, third greatest? I don't know like, anything about sports. I know that he's impressive. I know he's important. I don't know if he's, like, the biggest. Of the, I don't know. But I, like, want to record audio clips of the things he says on that show and just, like, play them for myself when it feels like a hard day. Yeah. It's like, is it Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant? LeBron, it's like one of those three is arguably the best player, but he is, he's prolific. He is just like at the height of his game. Okay, but I he don't. Has a, he has okay. a perspective, no, but he has a perspective in being this like amazing performer that affords him a view on the world that is totally different from everybody else. I really would like to start interviewing sports high-level sports stars on Rise because I think it's funny that I don't know anything about sports, but I'm obsessed with high performance. Yeah. So I only want to talk to them from the perspective of how do you how do you get to this top? How do you stay there? But what I thought of when you just said those three guys, I know enough to understand who those people are. What's interesting about Michael Jordan, and I understand that he was a jerk, right? He was kind of a jerk. Yeah. I mean, he's not known for being interpersonally. Yeah, like, he's not known like LeBron sweet. is yeah. like people really love LeBron, right? But what I find very interesting about Michael Jordan is Kobe and LeBron, based on the time period that they were at 
at the top of their career, I don't know if they still play. No. Okay. LeBron does, but Kobe doesn't. Had so much more training, technology, advice, coaching, the internet, YouTube videos at their disposal that Michael Jordan never had. Yeah. So I don't know how the greatness translates. Like, I don't know if like basket for basket, he's, they're on the same level, but you do have to acknowledge like you did a thing that you didn't have what they have today to make you that person. 100%. The advances in all of those things and nutrition and yes. the way that science is informing you, yeah. how they like, like basically. What's the documentary you watch with What's-His-Face, the football player? Tom versus Time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you look at all the crazy things he does. Oh, my goodness. To be at that level. like Here's the thing, too. Like, athletes like, back in the day, they were making a lot of money relative to the average American. But, but not they were making no money relative yeah. to today. And I know inflation and everything else. But, like, the, the kind of contract that Tom Brady has or that LeBron James has, they can invest millions and millions of dollars in creating the support network that make them the highest performing yes. athletes ever in a way that, you know, I'm sure that Michael Jordan, frankly, had some of those uh, yeah. those things. But he may have had a trainer and you know a few uh, nothing compared to what, what these they guys have today, have today. i was another uh documentary or podcast i was listening to i really do like um high performance athletes um who's the guy who does the ufc who's irish Joe rogan no irish. Uh, oh colin grayer yeah 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 and he was talking about that he had heard i think it was lebron that lebron or maybe it was Dwayne wade spends a million dollars a year just on taking care of his body. Wow. So um, uh, the trainer, the masseuse, the stretching person, the cupping, the da-da-da. It's their job, though. And it's their job. And anyway, he was saying it was that it was the first time he realized, like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to be spending money to keep my body healthy, not just train it, but keep it healthy so that I can keep performing. But I think there's some there's a funny podcast series that's like Rachel Talk Sports because I don't know anything about I it. I am here for it. And I'd love for all of the interviews to be in person. Yes. Yeah, so I would that drop you can everything just, like, to roll there. on in. Well, you know what's interesting? Actually, in real time, there have been some very high profile retirements from sport earlier in like years than ever before, especially in football. Do you think that's because people are like, I'm not destroying my body? 100%. Yeah. And so, That's like, wise. you know, Andrew Luck was this quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He There's was a, pretty young, he too. Was I feel 29. like I heard about that. And 29. 29. Good for him. Right? But uh, Marshawn Lynch, speaking of putting the team on your back, like, he came back to the Seahawks for their playoff run because the running back for the Seahawks got hurt. And they lost, didn't make it to, like, they didn't advance in the playoffs. And as he was talking in the post game, He's a, he's a a really funny interview because he usually never actually answers anything. He's cagey that way, but he gave some like really wise advice, like take care of your money, take care of your body, take care of your mind. When you decide to leave this game, you need all three intact. And it, mm. like it's you know I'm sure that there's a whole host of ways that they're creating resources for professional athletes to transition out of actually being professional athletes. But also I think that like there's some acknowledgement over time that like you have a whole lifetime to live after this professional yes. gig is done. You have to be able to walk and talk and yes. all the rest. Yeah. It's bananas. 
you didn't ask. We didn't do the thing about who I would have the two-hour lavish dinner with. Who okay. would you? Oh, who would you have okay, the two-hour lavish? Let, do you know who I? Don't say it. But do you do you have a guess who I would say? I do. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Dolly Oprah. Parton. You're right. Dolly would be amazing. <laughs> but Oprah for sure. Oprah for sure. Because I don't doubt that I'm going to meet Oprah in my life, but I'm going to. It's going to be like a handshake. In a 37 second. But to have her attention for two hours oh. and just be able to ask her 10,000 billion questions yeah. and also be like, oh my gosh, oops, do you want to try a bite of my ravioli? It's amazing, right? <laughs> and then she's like, can I make a bite for you of my barramunda? It's only it's only two points on Weight Watchers. What's barramunda? It's a fish. Well, good day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Are you even here? Barely. Are you in this room? I am here. I, I am here. You're here physically. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and mentally. Eh, not so much. Kinda. Not so much. Kinda here. Um. Hey, I like talking about nothing with you. You know what? This was nothing and everything. Because don't forget about that Howie Mandel start. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of the Rise Together podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time. We'll be back next week with an episode about something. Maybe. Or not.